And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the O the Pain Podcast. Friday, August 25th, 2023. And the Joe Beningo the Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. I need a discount tire. And DraftKings, in what has been a brutal, brutal year for the New York Mets, Yesterday, something went down that actually put a big smile on my face. And I've been pushing this for a long time. And they're finally going to do it next year. They're going to retire the numbers of Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry. It is long overdue that the Mets are going to do this. And I give Steve Cohen credit for this. These guys are two iconic players in the history of the franchise. You cannot tell the history of this team without them. Uh, They were the two homegrown superstars from those great teams of the 80s, really the best run of baseball the Mets ever had, 1984 to 1990. Uh, Daryl, actually, his rookie year in 1983 when he was rookie of the year. Doc, his rookie year in 1984 when he was rookie of the year. Doc, of course, winning the Cy Young in 1985, the uh, uh, World Championship in 1986. Look, there is no doubt about this. You know, if you were a guy, Met fan, and, you know, lived through that whole 80s era and all of that, there was never anything at Shea Stadium, the buzz at Shea Stadium, when Doc Gooden was on the mound. I mean, forget about it. Especially that 1985 season when he went 24-4, and 1.53 ERA, uh, 200, I believe, 68 strikeouts that year, whatever it was. Um, he was unbeatable. He really was. I mean, you did not miss a Doc start. And if you were lucky enough to get tickets to a game at Shea Stadium when he was pitching, I mean, it was an event. It was a happening. There's no question about it. Um, You want to tell me that Tom Seaver, which he was, was the greatest pitcher in the history of the Mets, the greatest player in the Mets history? Doc Gooden was number two. In all due respect to Jerry Kuzman, as great as he was, and Jacob DeGrom, to all the younger, you know, more modern Met fans, I'm sorry, you know, neither of those guys were as good as Doc. When Doc was at the top of his game, he was unbeatable. And you know what? Doc didn't pitch six innings like DeGrom and walk away. He pitched complete games. He pitched nine innings. He won. When Doc went on the mound, even in the later years, even when, you know, he wasn't the unbelievable phenom he was in 84 and 85, even after, you know, his, his bouts with cocaine and all of that, when Doc took the mound, the Mets won. That's the bottom line. Take a look at his all-time one-loss record as a Met. What is he, over 100 games, over 500? I mean, I think he won 153 games as a Met. I think the only Met, uh, only Seaver won more games in his career than Doc did uh, as a Met. So there is no question Doc Gooden belongs on – uh, a number 16 belongs up in the rafters, no doubt about it, long overdue. And as far as Daryl, I mean, look, you know the deal. This is my all-time favorite Met. I love Daryl. Uh, I've gotten to know him a little bit. Got a pretty good relationship with him. You know, uh, look, you did not. Daryl Strawberry is the first guy ever that I can remember that when he came up to the plate, you had to see him hit. If you had to go to the bathroom, you had to wait, right? Because you did not want to miss Daryl Strawberry's at-bats. The moonshots he hit, just unbelievable. He was rookie of the year in 1983. And everything really, everything started to change when Daryl Strawberry was brought up 
in May of 1983. They made the trade for Hernandez in June of 83. You know, eventually Doc comes up in 84. You know, Davey Johnson became the manager in 84 and off and running to that tremendous, as I said, the greatest era of Met baseball. And they were the two biggest stars. You know, Keith Hernandez is unbelievable, should be in the Hall of Fame. He's up in the Raptors where he belongs, no doubt. You know, he's the guy that really started to legitimize that team. And eventually, we got to see Gary Carter's number eight up there as well. And David Wright's number five. And I'm going to tell you something else. Isn't it time Davey Johnson, who also wore number five, gets his number retired? I mean, there's no doubt about it. It, it, I mean, it, it is time now to get all of that done. All right? Everybody, all of these guys now should be up there in the rafters, okay? Now that Doc's up, going to be up there. Now that Daryl's going to be up there, okay? All of these guys are going to be up. Those two guys are going to be up there. It's time to get Gary Carter up there. And, again, Daryl and Doc first because, unfortunately, Gary is no longer with us. So the urgency, not as much as getting Gooden and Strawberry up there right now. But Gary Carter's got to be up there. Eventually, David Wright. And you got to put Davey Johnson up there. I mean, let's be honest about it. You got to put him up there. Look at the record. He won like almost 60% of his games when he was managing his team from 1984 to 1990, right? 200 win seasons, the world championship. And we all know the deal. Let's be honest, all right? If they had been, if baseball was structured the way it is now, uh, the Mets probably would have won more championships because they would have been in the playoffs every year. They would have been in the playoffs 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, maybe not 89 because that was kind of an off year. They only won 87 games. And they would have been in the playoffs again in 1990 if you had the wild card set up the way you have it now. There's no doubt about it. Even if you only had one wild card, they would have been in there. So I am very excited. And, you know, like I said, going back to Darrell, you never missed his at bat. 252 career home runs, still holds the Met record, although Pete Alonso uh, will shatter that as long as he plays his whole career here. And that's another thing that's bothering me about what's going on with the Mets right now. All this BS about, you know, trading Alonzo, about how they talked to the Milwaukee Brewers about trading Alonzo at the deadline. What was that? What is that nonsense? And we'll get to that in a second. But Strawberry's my all-time favorite guy. Can't say enough about Darrell. Some of the most iconic home runs in the history of the Met franchise. Where do you want me to start? How about the home run off Bob, off, off, of, uh, who was, I guess it was off Bob, yeah, it was off Nepa. The home run off Bob Nepa, game three of the NLCS against Houston in 1986. The Mets were down four to one in that game. Strawberry hit a three-run home run to tie the game. And eventually Lenny Dykstra would hit the two-run home run in that game off Dave Smith to win game three of that series for the Mets. But that home run <coughs> by Strawberry got them back into that game and, you know, on their way to taking a 2-1 lead in that series. Fast forward in that series to Game 5, Shea Stadium, Nolan Ryan and Doc Gooden going mano-mano in that fifth game. And nobody's touching anybody. And then who was it? You know, I believe it was one nothing. Houston had the one nothing lead in that game. And Strawberry, nobody was touching Nolan Ryan. Strawberry hit a laser beam of a line drive home run off the old auxiliary scoreboard in right field at Shea Stadium to tie that game. 
when nobody else was touching Ryan and eventually went on to win the game in extra innings, uh, two to one. And at that point, took that three games to two lead as they went to Houston uh, for the uh, classic game six, 16-inning extravaganza as they wound up winning the pennant. Strawberry also hitting that home run. Remember the one he hit in game seven uh, against the Red Sox to give him a two-run lead after Ray Knight had given him the lead in that game. And just some of the home runs he How about the home run he hit off the roof? These two are the ones that always stick out to me. 1985. That series against the Cardinals, right? The Mets are the Mets needed to win all three games. They're down three games to, to St. Louis in the old National League East. Huge September series. Who will ever forget it? <coughs> the Mets need to win all three games to tie St. Louis for first place in the division. Game one, nothing, nothing. Ron Darling pitching this tremendous game for the Mets. And Strawberry wins the game one nothing with a home run off the clock in right center field at the old Bush Stadium in St. Louis off Ken Daly, and the Mets win that game one nothing. How about the home run he hit off the roof, opening day 1988 against the uh, Montreal Expos, the old uh, you know Olympic Stadium in Montreal. What a disaster that was. And Strawberry had two home runs in that game, including hitting one off the roof in right field at Olympic Stadium in Montreal. I mean, just some of the you know really classic, Iconic home runs in the history of the Mets. Had that three home run day against the Cubs in Chicago at Wrigley Field. Uh, I, I can look. I love Darrell. He's my all-time favorite Met. There's no doubt about it. He's well represented down here in the uh, in the basement in my little uh, you know Beningo world of a basement down here. And uh, I, I can't. I am just thrilled to finally see these two guys go up into the rafters. And I will be there. I got to be there for this, and certainly for Strawberry. I got I got to be there for Daryl. You know, I was out at the Hall of Fame to see Joe Klecko get in. Long overdue to see that. And now uh, it's time for me to go uh, check out, uh, you know, we'll see Strawberry's number 18 go to the rafters and got to definitely be there for that, really for both of them, for Doc and Daryl, as they're going to uh, – they're going to they're going to um, do it on separate dates. I thought initially they might do it at the same time but they're going to do it separately. So great news. They're finally going to do it. They're going to retire Daryl and Doc's number. And I am very, very excited. Good job by Stevie Cohen uh, doing that. Now, as far as this Alonzo nonsense, it came out this week, Ken Rosenthal, you know, uh, had this story. Another one of the, uh, you know, geek sport, baseball sports writers had this story about how during at the trade deadline, the Mets were actually talking to the Milwaukee Brewers about trading Pete Alonzo. You got to be kidding me. How can the Mets even possibly entertain the idea of trading this guy who is one of the premier, if not the premier, home run hitter in Major League Baseball? This guy's hit more home runs than anybody in baseball since he came into the league. Even in an off year right now, he's got 39 homers, 95 RBIs. He's He's got a great shot to hit 50 again. He holds the rookie record for home runs. He hit 53. He is going to shatter Daryl Strawberry's record for home runs as a Met if he stays here his whole career. And how do they not? How do they not pay this guy? What the hell is going on with Steve Cohen? And I'm a little worried about it. You know, I don't hear what I should be hearing when it when it comes to Pete Alonso. You know, Gary Cohen, who is who has become, let's be honest about it, and he's a tremendous announcer, I get it. 
But Gary Cohen, when he talks in the booth, he is giving you the party line from what management wants out there. Let's be honest about it. Go back to the to the to the Daniel Murphy situation, right? After the 2015 season, Murphy has this unbelievable year, unbelievable playoff run, hits home runs, what was it, seven straight games in the playoffs, leads the Mets to the World Series, he's the NLCS MVP and all of that when they sweep the Cubs. And and what what did what did Gary Cohen say about re-signing Daniel Murphy? Net zero. Something like, forget what it was. Something like, you know, net zero. All right? Let him walk. What a disaster. Really? Let him walk. Say, let him walk. He signs with the Nationals. He basically was the MVP in the National League that year and absolutely destroyed the Mets. The Mets never got him out when they played him. So that was a brilliant idea, right? Let Murphy walk. How bad was that? And, again, Gary Cohen kind of echoing the party line. And he's doing it again. And I heard it the other night when they were talking about, you know, they were discussing the report by Rosenthal about, you know, possibly trading Alonzo to Milwaukee at the deadline. And Cohen, does Cohen say, you got to be crazy to trade Pete Alonzo? Do I hear Keith Hernandez say that? Because I think Keith, I think they're trying to dial Keith back a little bit, right? Management doesn't want Keith, because Keith didn't want to see them punt the season. Let's go back to that. Keith didn't want to see them trade Verlander, right? <clears throat> he was upset with the Mets, but he had a te- he had a temper that because he works for the freaking for the freaking organization, right? So what is so so Cohen is discussing um, about the uh, uh, the trade, the possible trade at the deadline that Rosenthal, uh, uh, the report by Ken Rosenthal with Milwaukee, and what does he say? Well. There shouldn't be any big de- <clears throat> there shouldn't be big any big outcry over that. <laughs> the Mets are only doing their due diligence. Due diligence. Due diligence is is talking trade with the with premier home run hitter in baseball? With a guy that hits over 40 homers and drives in over 100 runs every year? He's only 29 years old. These guys don't grow on trees. How many guys are out there like that? How many? What? Two, three? Who who? Otani? All right? Who else? Aaron Judge? Okay. Who else? No, seriously, but who, uh, who is the other guy? You want to give me Matt Olson? I'm not even going to go there. I know Olson's had more home runs than RBIs this year, but remember Pete missed time when he got hit in the wrist, and that's another story I want to get to too here before we get done. You got to be kidding me. Unbelievable. How could you possibly trade this guy? Yeah, they should be giving him a contract extension now. He's a free agent at the end of next year. You're going to let him walk? This is so Met-like. I said this the other day. The Mets have done this their entire history with the exception of David Wright. Every big player they've ever had, they either trade it away or let him walk as a free agent. Trade Siva. Let Strawberry walk. Let Daniel Murphy walk. Trade guys like Nolan Ryan and David Cohn. We could go on and on. I don't want to, I don't want to go too crazy with it because the list is endless. Let Ray Knight walk after he wins the MVP in the World Series in 1986. On and on and on. Trade Kevin Mitchell for that stiff Kevin McReynolds. And, of course, Mitchell goes on to be the MVP with the Giants in 89, leads him to the World Series. We could go on and on and on. So let Pete Alonso walk, though. They should, Uncle Stevie should be giving him a freaking contract extension now. I'm very concerned about this. You got to be worried about it. And this nonsense that he's a bad guy in the clubhouse? Where, where did that come from? Who's that coming from? Is that coming from Met management? 
Are they planting that nonsense so they can grease the skids to trade him and, you know, let, let the fan base think, ah, oh, he's a bad guy in the locker room. I'm already, <clears throat> I'm already hearing some Met fans that say they should trade him. What are you, nuts? This is typical of what this franchise has been. They got to get this guy signed. I'm telling you, they're Met fans, get ready because they're setting us up for the freaking kill. And I don't know what Steve Cohen is doing. Don't be listening to these sports writers, these geek sports writers, okay? Who, you know, they're smarter than you. They, you know, they all went to freaking Ivy League schools. They're smarter than you. They know more than you. They want to reinvent baseball, right? They want to tell you that, you know, Pete Alonzo's war is only about fourth or fifth in first baseman in Major League Baseball. So let's trade him. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a disgrace. They better sign Alonzo and they better keep him forever. I want to see him play his whole career with the Mets. You're really going to let this guy go? And like I said, this guy might hit 50 home runs this year. He's got an outside shot where he only needs 11 more. What do they got? About 35 games left the Mets? It's not crazy to say he could do it. But let's trade him. Let's get rid of him. Let's trade him for, for, for two freaking prospects that we have no idea if they're going to be any good. And then we're going to be looking for a guy like Alonzo, right? Let him walk. Maybe he could go walk to the Yankees. I'm sure they'd love that. What a disgrace. No, it's a disgrace. Really. It's an out-and-out disgrace. And speaking of disgraces, how about this, too? All right? So the Braves, the, the Mets are done with the Braves. You know, the Braves killed them. They beat them 10 out of 13 this year. All of that. They just took two out of three in that series in Atlanta. But Pete Alonso got hit again in this series, okay? And we all know what happened earlier in the year. Charlie Morton hit him on the wrist. He was out for a while. Took him a while to get back. Maybe he came back too soon, whatever. But there was no retaliation all freaking year with all the time the Mets got hit, right? A Met would get hit. I think they, I think Jeff McNeil is the guy who leads the major leagues with it being hit by pitches. And number two is Alonzo. And they hit Alonzo again in the back. I guess it was the game Tuesday night. I think it was Tuesday night. They hit Alonzo again. Where's the retaliation? And every time a Met gets hit, they show Buck in the dugout like, oh, he's got that, you know, uh, that Joey boy look on his face. And you, <laughs> you should know who Joey boy is. All right? That's the kind of look that Showalter has on his freaking face. And nobody nobody got hit. Nobody hit Acuna. Nobody hit Matt Olson. Nobody hit Austin Riley. Nobody hit anybody. Eddie Rosario. Can we? Not one freaking brave. Ozzie Albies. Not one freaking brave <clears throat> got hit. <clears throat> got hit by uh, by Met pitching. With all, how many times they hit Alonzo? And every time, there's Buck, you know? That face, that, oh, I'm so upset they hit my guy again. Well, what are you doing about it? How about hitting one of these guys, Buck? Buck's had a brutal year. Let me tell you right now, he's hanging on by a thread. Who knows if he even makes it to next year. And I wanted Buck to be here, but he has had, he has had done diddly squat. He has had a terrible, terrible year managing this team. And the fact that there has been no retaliation against anybody for all the guys that have got hit this year, all the Mets that have been hit by pitches, not just this year, but the last two years. And and what happened with Alonzo and not one Atlanta Brave was hit, to me, that's on Buck Showalter. <clears throat> They're really, that's on the freaking manager. What a disgrace. 
What a disgrace. All right, please. I'm so upset. I'm all right. Well, forget it. My wife would have, my wife would hit everybody. You know, huh? So they play the angels. If the angels come into the city field this week, I guess Otani is not going to pitch, whatever. I'm sure he'll play. And speaking of Otani, Uncle Steve, not only should you be paying, um, you know, not only should you be paying uh, Pete Alonso, but you should be anting up and get ready to throw a boatload at Otani, shouldn't you be? Shouldn't you be, Uncle Steve? But at least one good news with the Mets, they were finally going to retire Doc and Daryl's number. And I got to be there for that. No doubt about it. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Uh, let's get our sponsors in here. <clears throat> the Hackensack Brewing Company. Next week, week from tonight, uh, our next live podcast, Evan Roberts. I know Evan's been a little banged up, but I talked to him yesterday. He will be there. He's all pumped up for it. It's going to be a crazy week for me because Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I will be filling in for Boomer on the morning show with Jerry Recco. So, uh, Friday is going to be a, a long day, but check it out a week from tonight. Our next live podcast, the Hackensack Brewing Company, located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, uh, right up 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue. Who needs a house out in beautiful Hackensack, New Jersey? We will see you a week from tonight with Evan Roberts. Mike Jones, see him, see TJ, Andre, Herb, everybody. Check out my Oda Payne beer while you're there. So don't forget, week from tonight, September 1st, the next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company, and I'll be with my longtime partner, Evan Roberts. Um, I need a discount tire. Check them out. Just fixed my problem with my alarm with the car. I don't have a horn, but nevertheless. Uh, <laughs> at least it's not uh, noise Every time we open the car, it's it, uh, the alarm goes off. That does not now. Thank God. They did the job again. Go see Johnny. Go see Ari. Need work done on your car. You need tires. You need your car inspected. Whatever you need. Tell them Beningo sent you uh, a Nita discount tire. And, of course, DraftKings, they will be with us again starting in a couple weeks as we get ready for the 2023 NFL season. Uh, you know the deal with DraftKings. They got the DraftKings Casino. You got the in-game betting. Whatever you want to do. You're betting baseball. You're betting whatever. You're betting the WNBA. It doesn't matter. But uh, the football, we will be rocking and rolling in just a couple weeks uh, as the football will begin. What is it? September 7th, I believe, is opening night between the uh, Lions and the Chiefs in Kansas City. So we will have uh, DraftKings back with us for the third consecutive year. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Um, I want to get to Aaron Rodgers uh, playing uh, on uh, tomorrow night. He's going to play at least, I don't know, a couple series at least uh, in the Jets' final preseason game against the Giants. I got a lot of mixed feelings about this because I have seen, you know, my starting quarterbacks on a couple occasions get hurt in these preseason games against the Giants. Go back to 2003, Chad Pennington got hurt in that preseason game against the Giants, missed the first nine weeks of the season, and basically uh, that ended the Jets' season. Remember, they went 6-10 and 10 that year after making the playoffs two years in a row under Herman Edwards. And then you fast forward, what was it, 2012? Was it 12 or 13 when in the fourth quarter of that game against the Giants, Rex Ryan in the preseason game decides to put Sanchez in to try to win the game, Sanchez promptly gets hurt, 
And that set up Geno Smith being the starting quarterback for the Jets that year. So, yeah, you know, I'm a little leery about it. And don't forget, even on the giant end, don't forget, remember, Jason Seahorn, uh, was it 2001 this was? I think it might have been 01 or 02, whatever it was, when Fossil was the coach. Seahorn, returning the opening kickoff of the giant Jet preseason game, tore his knee up and was never the same guy again. So we've seen this happen. You know, not just two Jet quarterbacks, but giant plays too. Remember that preseason game too where Eli got the crap beat out of him. The blood was coming down his from you know the front of his head in a preseason game. So I my wife's laughing, but I I have I got some concerns about Rodgers playing here. God forbid Rodgers gets a could you imagine if Rodgers, God forbid, as I knock on wood, he got hurt tomorrow night? I mean, that would just be typical of what the Jets have been for the last, you know, 55 years. So we pray he's going to be okay. He wants to play. If he wants to play, let him play. You know, he's Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I'm a little concerned. If you're a Jet fan, you know, hold your breath, guys, while he's playing however long he plays tomorrow night in that preseason game against the Giants. Like I said, I got mixed feelings about it. Uh, we'll see how it plays out when all is said, all is said and done. But he is playing uh, tomorrow night at least a few, I guess at least one series. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't even know if uh, Salah knows how long it's going to be that he's going to play. But, you know, we'll see. But uh, Rodgers definitely making his uh, Jet debut in a regular game, in, in a game, in game action tomorrow in the final preseason game against the Giants. And uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, let him throw three interceptions. Just don't get hurt. That's the bottom line. All right, before we go, tonight is the big extra. Tonight is JJ, my good buddy, John Jastrzemski's wedding. Uh, he's had the longest engagement that, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of somebody who had a longer engagement than JJ did. But uh, anyway, it's been a long one. And uh, he will get married tonight. And this is probably the most anticipated wedding since Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I mean, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of royalty there tonight. I do not include myself as that royalty, but there will be plenty there tonight. So it's going to be a who's who of the media. Uh, we thought that, speaking of royalty, we thought that Big Mike was going to go to this. But then we found out yesterday that uh, JJ uh, texted me last night and said Big Mike had bailed. From the wedding. Now, the one thing I will say, and not that we're really going to miss him, you know, you know, Mike, he'll be telling you, you know, how great he is, how, you know, his swing speed now is, has, uh, in golf has gone beyond Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> so I, <clears throat> are we really, are we really going to miss Mike there? I mean, I, I don't know, but, uh, anyway, he will not be coming. I'm sure though, knowing Mike that he will, there will be a very large gift for, uh, JJ. Uh, no doubt about it. I, I, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will compensate J.J. well, even though he will not be at the wedding tonight. And here's the other thing about the wedding. Now, I'm going with – Terry and I are going with our buddy Tommy Keenan and his wife Maria, all right? And I'm driving out to Roslyn, Long Island. You know, only for J.J. would I go to goddamn Long Island on a Friday night. For, only for him, Okay. <laughs> I contemplated getting a car. Said, okay, forget it. I'm not going to spend the money for the car. You know, uh, Tommy and I talked about renting a helicopter. It was too expensive. <laughs> <clears throat> Couldn't get the helicopter. <laughs> right, that's true. That wouldn't be right. Well, we can't have any issues. Not to mention the outfit I got on. But how about this, okay? 
How about this? How about the weather? Yeah, how, how so we get up this morning and it's like biblical effing rain, right? I mean, how bad has the weather been? This is the worst summer I can remember in years, weather-wise. I mean, it has been terrible. Like it rains at least two days a week, right? At least twice a week. If <clears throat> hopefully, and this is the reason why I would never get a house down the shore of Jersey Shore because during the summer, because you don't know. You, you get a place down there and it rains three days, you're shot. What are you going to do? You can't do anything. What are you going to do? Go hang out in the beach and put your feet in the water while it's pouring rain? What are you going to do? Can't play golf. What are you going to do? Can't hang out and get a tan. Cry. What are you going to do? Tell Cry. me what you're going to do. Cry. Hang out in the house and fight with everybody? I mean, give me a break. <laughs> so hopefully the weather's going to get better later on this afternoon. Now, I, I talked to Keenan. He said the Doppler says that there will be sun later on. Uh, I guess there's a chance of thunderstorms all day. What a freaking disaster. Unbelievable. So anyway, so the wedding tonight, and we will have a full recap of the wedding tomorrow morning on my uh, 10 o'clock show on WFAN. He doesn't know it yet, but Tommy Lugauer, who also, of course, will be at the wedding, is going to be breaking it down. When I see Tommy, times say, Tommy, you got to come on the show tomorrow and break down the wedding. Nobody would... Nobody will do a better job of breaking the wedding down than Lou Gallup. You know, Tommy will get every nuance of the wedding the way it needs to be uh, handled. So that will be happening tonight. It's unfortunate I can't drink, but I can't. Uh, But nevertheless, it is what it is. Everybody have a great Friday. Enjoy the lovely rain. Uh, I will talk to you tomorrow at 10 on WFAN. And we'll be back with more of the podcast on Monday. All the love.